Annabelle Langbein. It wouldn't be the end of the year and the rap without Annabelle. Probably one of our most popular and loved cooks and food authors. She's conquered that and telly as well. And there's a book for summer, simply called Summer at Home. This one's special because her daughter, Rose, has been involved with it. And Annabelle's with us now. Merry Christmas and how have you been? Merry Christmas back to you, Tim. I've, I've been so lucky living down here in Wanaka, I feel. Um, a, I've got this incredible garden that just keeps on amazing me by what it does and grows and produces and um, beautiful flowers and lovely harvests of fruit and vegetables. And, and I live near the lake, so I do feel very lucky because I think COVID hasn't... We've been so much luckier down here than everyone in Auckland who's been locked up for you know, so many days and and even now finding it much more difficult getting around and about. So, yes, I'm not taking it for granted. This has been a, a little bit different. Your daughter's back? Yes, she came back last Christmas. So that was actually really thrilling. She came back after three years in New York. And I must say, I just held my breath once I knew she was in the country and they did their... MIQ and then I held my best to more and then there she was so that was very special and our son is arriving into the country on the 17th of December this year as long as everything goes to plan so I'm holding my breath on that one so that's pretty exciting and over the course of the year you've sat down and written a book with Rose I have actually and it's been a lot of it um, has been her inspiration and I've been the helping, I, I think one of the things that I can do almost with my eyes shut, Tim, is write a recipe because I've got this computer up in my head and I, th- I think I've written 10,000, more than 10,000 actually, recipes. So I kind of know how something has to go together and that's probably a bit like an engineering skill, which without wanting to um, put myself in that league, but I did get asked once, how do you engineer such a good recipe? So I'm really good at getting people from that set of ingredients to that finished dish without feeling like we've fallen down a pothole or ended up in Timbuktu. <laughs> and you and you call this summer at home? Summer at home. And it's sort of what Rose came back and she said, oh my goodness, I just so want to be here and want to be at home and I would love to make a book with you. And I said, well, I'd love to help you make that happen. And I, knowing she was coming, I planted a really big vegetable garden because she and her boyfriend were going to be here living next door to us um, to eat everything. And also so that that meant that we could pick everything for the book so that it really is what is in season over summer. And uh, very, she's been living in sort of hole-in-the-wall apartments for a lot of her life. She's 27 now, so she can make do with very little and the brilliant thing about this book she said mum I want to have a, a, a restricted pantry so that you don't go out and you buy all these ingredients often they can be expensive and then you use them once and then they sit there forlornly for the next five years until you throw them out and so I'd say oh can I use you know I'm trying to think of something uh, I don't like caraway seeds so I wouldn't have used them but something like something that I might have thought oh can I use um, oh Ginger, oh, you give me ingredients. And in this book, no, I couldn't use ginger. So it's like, right, okay, well, what have I got to work with here? <laughs> but it makes it really good having this condensed pantry because you know that all the things that you need if you've got that pantry, and then you can cook every single thing in the book. So that's really fun. How has she adapted? Because it couldn't, it couldn't really be more polar opposites, life in I know. a little 
pokey New York apartment and life in Wanaka. I know. Well, I must say, during lockdown, she and I did this thing on Instagram together, which was really fun because it was a way of us connecting. And she'd be going down to Italy and buying huge balls of burrata and exotic vegetables, and I'd be trudging up to my vegetable garden (laughs) seeing if the slugs had eaten the lettuces. (laughs) So I was a wee bit envious. Um, But she came home, and we had this beautiful, um, you know, weather-wise summer because sometimes down here... The summer can be really quite windy and often cold until February. But we had this magical summer. And I think she just sort of did a a really big exhale and realised, you know, oh my gosh, we live surrounded by so much natural beauty here. And and they were living right through the pandemic, um, you know, where you basically had to leave your shoes outside the door and sterilise everything. Luckily, you know, neither of them got sick. But it was also the Black Lives Matter marching and all the um, unrest and looting and rioting. And um, so people, you know, there are photos she sent me of Fifth Avenue with not one car in it. You know, so she'd go out running in the morning and there'd be no one. It was sort of like living in a ghost town. And, and of course, then they couldn't go out to do all the things that you do in a big city like amazing restaurants and fabulous bars and, you know, art galleries and museums. Everything was closed. So... So it really, it wasn't the New York that they'd known, you know, from the years previous. And I think they all went, wow, don't want to live here anymore. Mm. We'll take a quick break and come back and talk some more Annabelle Langbines with us at News Talk ZB. So we're back with Annabelle Langbein and uh, looking looking ahead into 2022, I suppose, now and thinking about nice long summer ahead. We, mm. we, it's supposed to be a really good one this year. I know. And I think the thing that is going to make everyone feel really happy is this idea of spending more time outdoors and having picnics and adventures and connecting with nature. And also, maybe, you know, I think, I do wonder if COVID taught us that thing. I mean, everyone got really sick of being at home, but we actually almost redefined home and made home um, a place of refuge and a place that we wanted to hang out more. I think that we're going to see more of home in 2022. And actually, you know, people not always feeling that they have to go out and spend money outside. And and I, I don't know about you, Tim, but I also, um, and maybe that's because I'm living in the country, but I have so much less need for stuff these days. Mm. And I'm much more interested in experiences and in um, learning new things. And, you know, I've just, you know, I look around me and I think, you know, I don't actually need anything else, but I love, you know, being in my garden and growing things and, having people over and um, a sort of sense of community. It's very, very, um, it's a very satisfying way to live, quite simple. Yeah, well, I've downsized quite a bit in uh, recent years and I decided, yeah, everything I need, uh, but nothing I don't. Yes. And it's quite sort of cathartic, isn't it, getting rid of all that stuff. It was quite hard for me at the beginning because you go, what do I need? <laughs> oh, the hard bit for me has been the tools oh, and the stuff in the want garage. To give away any tools, yeah. Well, it's you know it's very difficult. You don't lend tools either because they never come back. Yeah, uh, or they come back broken. Uh, but it's stuff like that, and also um, a, a lot of wood and other bits of hardware uh, that I've always kept, and I've thought I'll use that one day. 
Well, maybe you will, you see. That's the thing. So I started learning um, pottery last year, and I hadn't ever thrown anything on a wheel, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. So I was thinking, oh, maybe that's something I will make the time for, and I'm learning a new language. And it's really funny, the little app I've got, it says to me, well, um, you know, if you spend 15 minutes a day um, on social media, well, where does that get you? <laughs> this is 15 minutes a day learning a language. And it's, it's not wrong. Right. <laughs> Would you be able to spend a couple of minutes uh, of your day? We've, we, we've had you cook our turkey in the past and our ham and our roast beefs uh, and what have you. Um, just for a change uh, and not a pav, uh, could we think about uh, a nice little summer dessert? A quintessential summer dessert. Well, it has to have berries in it, doesn't it? Don't you think? It does now. Berry season. Oh, I can't wait. My raspberries are just looking at me as if they're going to, you know, go, oh, yes, pick me. Um, so I think a, a berry ambrosia is a really simple way to go, especially good, good if you've got people coming over, um, because you just get um, some cream and some meringue, both of which you can buy, um, and you've got the cream, put a little bit of vanilla in it, uh, you don't need any sugar in it, and then you just crumble. It's quite satisfying. You just get the meringues and crumble them in your hands and sort of rough crumbs, mix that through the cream, and you can add other things in there if you wanted. You could put toasted coconut or you could put, you know, chopped up Toblerone or anything you like that you think is going to make it more yummy. But it's pretty yummy just with the meringues and the cream. And then some people fold the berries actually into that. But I like layering it. So I put the cream in the bowl and then I slice strawberries and raspberries and, and, and blueberries to go over the top of that. And in a huge amount of berries. And then if you want, you can make a little coolie, which is, it sounds complicated, but it's just a little berry sauce. And I'll often make this and actually freeze that rather than freezing the whole berries because it's so handy. You just pull it out and you've got it. And you're just going to boil up some raspberries. Um, you can use boysenberries or blackberries because they, you can't really use blueberries for this. And strawberries you can use, but they don't give you that depth of colour. And so you boil them up. You want a little bit of sugar just so it's tangy rather than being too sour. And um, I thicken it with a little bit of arrowroot or cornflour that you mix with water just to get all the lumps out. Add that in, stir it over the heat and let it simmer for a couple of minutes. And then you strain out the pips and then you just let it cool down and you have it in the fridge. It's like your go-to berry ice cream sauce or anything. It'll keep for a couple of weeks in the fridge. And you just drizzle some of that over, so it gives it that lovely sort of saucy, glazy look the over the top anyway. of the berries. And if you want a little crumble of chocolate over the top or a little bit more meringue over the top, you've got it. It's just so simple. And you can make it ahead, cover it, put it in the fridge, and it'll keep for at least 12 hours. And if there's enough of it, it'll still be feeding you at dinner time. Or breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great 2022 and a nice festive break, Annabelle. Always great to hear your voice. Thank you. You too, Tim. Take care, everyone.